Welcome to Daily Daf Different, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I am Avi Strasberg, and today we're on Daf Tet Zayin, Daf 16, continuing our study of Masechet Tanit. The wells have all dried up in Masechet Tanit. The land is parched, cracked dry for want of water, and the people are beginning to wonder if and when the rains will ever come that'll help them get through the coming season. No rain, no harvest. No harvest, no food. Yesterday, on Daf 15, the people took to the streets, taking the Aron, the holy ark, with them, as well as their prayers for rains to come. After several days on which individual scholars fasted, hoping that their fasts would bring relief, the time has come for the whole community to get involved. In the Mishnah, we read, Seder ta'aniyot ketzad. What happens during these fasts for rain? Mot'ina ta'teva l'rchova shal ir. They take out the ark to the street of the city. Venotnin efer mikle al gabea teva, uberosh hanasi, uberosh av beitin, vechol echad vechad no ten berosho. And they place burnt ashes on the ark as well as on the leader of the community and the head of the court. And everyone else places the burnt ashes on his or her own head. Why ashes? And what's the significance of placing them on one's head? Abraham, when arguing on behalf of the people of Sodom, stood before God and said, Though I am nothing but dust and ashes. After admitting he was nothing before God, he then proceeds to argue with God's decision to destroy Sodom, pleading for justice and compassion. The people place ashes on their heads in an act of humility, acknowledging their humanity before God's greatness, and yet still, they will plead for God's compassion. The Gemara asks, why does each person place the ashes on the head of another? It answers, because one who shames himself is like one, unlike one who is shamed by another. The rains have not fallen, and the people believe this to be a sign that they have sinned, that they are unworthy of God's reign. The Gemara asks, Lama yutzin lirachov? Why do they go out into the streets? And Rabbi Chia bar Abba answers, Z'achnu betzin'ah velo na'anenu, we cried out in private in the synagogues and we were not answered. We will now subject ourselves to shame in public. The Gemara continues, And why do they take the Aron, the holy ark, out into the streets of the city? It is one thing for the people to take to the streets, covering themselves in ash, but why subject the holy Aron to this? Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi answers, we had a treasure of modesty, the Aron, in our possession, and it too became debased through our sins. The sins of the people has resulted not only in their own shaming, but in shaming the Torah as well. Just as the people are sent out to the streets in their desperate prayer for rain, so too their sins have sent out the Torah from the safe shift shelter of the synagogue into the tumult of the crowded streets. Finally, the Gemara asks, And why do they put the burnt ashes on the Aron? It's one thing to take the Aron out into the streets with him, 
Perhaps it even makes sense that they must humble themselves before God and do so by placing ash on their own heads. But to place ashes on the Aron? What has the holy ark done to require this kind of debasement? Rabbi Yehuda ben Pazi answers, It's like the verse from Psalms that says, Imo anuchi betzara. If you call out to God in distress, if you seek refuge in God when in harm, God responds saying, I am with him in sorrow. The people are suffering. They believe their own sins have brought upon this period of drought. It is a result of their own actions that the land is dry, the crops are in danger, and scarcity hangs on the horizon. Yet as they cry out to God in this low moment, they are not alone. If they are in the streets, the Aron is in the streets. If their heads are covered in ashes, the Aron is covered in ash. If they want for water, God wants for water. While I don't believe in a theology in which my sins lead to natural disasters, waters running dry, fires spreading wide, earth trembling beneath my feet, I do believe that my actions sometimes get me into trouble. Sometimes my own short-sightedness or stubbornness backs me into a tight corner from which I can't get myself out of. I can't make the clouds break open or bring back the rain. And these moments in which I'm convinced that I've somehow brought about my own suffering, the moments in which I blame myself for whatever seems to be going wrong, these are the loneliest. And in these moments, the Torah teaches us that we're not alone. Maybe we can't solve all of our problems ourselves. Perhaps sometimes we need to humble ourselves and ask for help. For some of us, this might be turning to God. For others, it might be asking a friend. But for all of us, it involves recognizing that sometimes we need to look outside of ourselves for support when we seem to be stuck in a drought from which we can't get out of. In Masechet Brachot, we learn, Ein chavush matir atzmo mi asurim. The prisoner cannot free himself from his own prison. Sometimes when the wells run dry, we need to look outside of ourselves for help. After the people have taken to the streets, they and Aaron covered in ashes, an elder would admonish the community, grabbing their hearts with his words. The Gemara teaches that he would say, My brothers, a sackcloth and fasting do not affect change. Rather, repentance and good deeds affect change. The Gemara continues, Shaken matzinu be'anshe ninve shelo ne'emar behem vayar ha'elohim et sakam ve'etanitam. As we saw with the people of Nineveh, that it doesn't say about them that God saw their sackcloth and their fasts. Ela vayar ha'elohim et ma'asehem kishavu midarkam hara'ah. Rather, God saw their deeds, their actions, and how they had turned from their evil ways. In the story of Yonah, we learn about a community that has sinned. God sends Yonah to prophesy against the people, warning them that they must either repent or in 40 days the city will be destroyed. The king throws off his robes, covers himself in sackcloth, and proclaims to all the kingdom that they too must don sackcloth and call out to God. He encourages them to give up their violence and hope that God's compassion will save them from destruction. The story goes, when God saw their deeds and how they turned from their evil ways, God relented. As the Gemara notes, fasts and sackcloth do not affect change, causing God to relent from God's anger. Rather, it is only true repentance that can make the rains come. Asher Reich, in his poem, If There Are, writes, If there are springs of forgiveness, let me have with all due respect a small spring, 
With abundantly flowing fresh water, it will cleanse me, like a pure path for myself, not dry or sealed. Let it be for me like a gushing spring, unadulterated by anyone, by any other. And the people in Masechetani take to the streets seeking forgiveness and praying with all due respect for a spring of abundantly flowing water to make them clean. They pray for water not only to cleanse them, but to renew the land and give life to their harvest. He continues, If he only gave me a little bit of spring, through this wondrous flow a light would rise, a small spring, and all my springs would gush out. The speaker in Reich's poem hopes, prays, that God will give him just a bit of God's own spring, that this bit of water would allow a light to rise and all of his springs would gush out. I hope for us that when we find ourselves in periods of drought, whether through our own doing or some other force, that we give ourselves permission to cry out for help and that we find the small spring that sets all other springs free. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.